This is Double, Double Strength. Strength Mama Power. It's the Stuff Podcast. You're just about to leave the house. Oh, now what was that one last thing you were going to pack? Oh, with all the tabs open in your head, it can be hard to remember which day it is or what you were doing. Even though we can't make up for the lack of sleep or lapse in concentration, we can reassure you of the care that goes into the development of our Anmumpedia Pro 3 toddler milk right here in New Zealand. And mum, you've got this. Eventually, I worked out that three generations of women in one room can sometimes not work. (laughs) And so that's really important. And I know that now that, you know, there can be some tensions and interesting dynamics. And I know that it's really important to have the one-on-one relationship with the grandchild. Atui hindsight is a very good thing, especially when you're a grandparent like Michelle Accord. And that's what we're going to be talking about with her today. Her many roles of um, grandparent and mother. And of course, she's a comedian. So I think we are in for a whole lot of laughs with her today. Oh, definitely. And what a wonderful way to end our podcast series. We started with Michelle Mm -hmm. and we finished with her now. Mm. A beautiful full cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Just like life. This is Double Strength Mama Power. Kia ora koutou. When your children are little, it's impossible to imagine what life will be like when you might be taking care of their children. Parenting 102, or grandparenting, is the next great phase in the wondrous child-rearing journey, with a real emphasis on the great. So for our special final episode in this series of Double Strength Mama Power, we decided to find someone who revels in the role and is very funny as well. Comedian Michelle Accord is the proud grandparent to two small people, as well as being the talented author behind two books, the first dedicated to her own daughter. We were thrilled she was happy to chat with us about her take on mother love. Now, Michelle, in so many ways, you're just a kid at heart, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But do you think being a grandmother has changed you? I think so. I think there are little moments throughout your life where you suddenly go, oh, I'm this person now. I'm at this stage now. And I did have uh, that kind of realisation when my granddaughter was born five years ago, five and a half years ago. Crikey. Uh, I went, okay, I'm now playing a sort of guest starring role in her life. It's there's you know, there's the movie of my life that's got me at the centre of it, of course. But then I am also this person who drops in and drops out of her life to do the 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 grandmotherly things. So yeah, you start to see yourself as a slightly different person at a different stage in life. Because mm, you see yourself in a different way when you become a mother, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact sometimes you can feel like you're losing your identity. Yes. But how did it change your identity with, with your granddaughter? Did it did it bring it back? Did it? Did, mm. Yeah, in a way, because there's such a playful relationship, I think, between grandparent and grandchild. All care and no responsibility. That's <laughs> totally right. I am not in charge of broccoli. I don't care if they eat vegetables. I don't care what time they go to bed. Mm. One of the first times I babysat Ariana, uh, Holly, my daughter, went out and she, you know, checked in at 11 o'clock that night to see what time Ariana had gone to sleep because, you know, it's supposed to be 7 o'clock. I said, well, no, actually, we're dancing to YouTube videos at the moment in the living room. So <laughs> How old was she? She would have been, I don't know, a year, 18 oh, months. Really? <laughs> 
<laughs> terrible grandmother, really. Um, but yeah, so there's the naughtiness, and mm. and I like it that she loves coming to Nanamushi's house because there are there are special things for her there. I've got a drawer um, filled with her treasures, and so every time she comes to the house, one of the first things she does is go and check the drawer and see. That sometimes there might be a new treasure in there that I've popped in oh, nice. something from the two dollar shop. Yeah. But there's also all the stuff that she's familiar with as well. So no matter what else goes on in her life, there's this constant of Nanamishi's treasure drawer, which I love. Did you have a treasure drawer at your nanny's house? No, I don't think so. I think there were particular things that we were allowed to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, hilariously, uh, a Limoges, God, what are we like? A Limoges furniture set. You know, little porcelain oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. table like, chairs, couch, oh, yes. um, standard lamp, those mm-hmm. things, which then Ariana was allowed to play at my mother's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother, uh, she passed away really recently, um, what, we can't find out where she's put them. Um, they'll be somewhere, but she has put them away. She, my mother somewhere has safe. It, somewhere safe yeah. in little boxes. <laughs> my mother's house is full of little tiny boxes filled mm. with things. So we haven't found the furniture yet, but we will. So, yeah, and that's a really – I love watching Ariana play with that stuff that I played with when I was her age because that gives you a sense of immortality. Yes. Things being passed on. Yeah, because when she's playing with those little pieces of furniture, I think about my grandmother who died 27 years ago. ago. And it helps keep them alive in in your memories, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Your mum passing just recently, that that was a big thing, wasn't it? It was, and I think... Any, losing a parent is always huge, but we had also been living together under the same roof for the last 24 years. Mm. So, in uh, mum and dad in a separate flat, uh, and and us in another part of the house. So, separate kitchens, separate front doors, same roof, and so that's a massive change to how the day looks now that she's not there. Yeah. It was a really good give and take relationship because when mum and dad moved to Auckland and we bought this house that we could all live in, they were tremendously helpful with childcare. It meant as a freelancer, I could get a call saying, could you come in two hours and do blah, blah? Mm-hmm. And I could say, well, yes, I can. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And then later, as dad got ill and mum got ill, I was able to return that favour mm. in a way, you know, and make sure that they were warm and comfortable and fed. And That's how we had families years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That whole extended family, yeah. yeah. Did your mum play a big part? And Holly's growing up? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hugely. Yes, very much. Really close relationship. And also with Ariana in particular, because for about a year, Holly and Ariana lived with us. So there was mum and dad downstairs, and me, my husband Jeremy, and Holly and Ariana upstairs. It was insane. I wouldn't want to have gone on for too long. That many females in one house? Oh, my goodness. crazy. (laughs) It was crazy, but it was really fun too. And it meant that, so I was helping with childcare and taking Ariana to daycare and those things and, you know, making dinner. And when I was away, because I travel a lot with work, my mother would step in and do those things. So she had her mother, her grandmother and her great-grandmother all involved in her care. It's wonderful that you've got all got such wonderfully close relationships. Yeah. It's not always the case for people, unfortunately. No, I know, and I realise how lucky we are. I also did work out quite... uh, Eventually, I worked out that three generations of women in one room can sometimes not work. (laughs) 
And so that's really important. And I know that now that, you know, there can be some tensions and interesting dynamics. And I know that it's really important to have the one-on-one relationship with the grandchild. Sure. So as much as I love spending time with Ariana and Holly and Nuku, my grandson, um, all together, it's also really important that I take Ariana or Nuku just by myself somewhere to do a thing one-on-one. How did it change your mother-daughter relationship when she had a child? Um, it, it did, I think. It did change the relationship because I think it became more sisterly in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I try really hard not to be somebody who says, you should do it this way, you should parent like this, because that's just horrible. But it meant I could say things like, you know, I would have done this or this is what I would have done and maybe that wasn't the right way to do it. What do you think? So it became much more a side-by-side, shoulder-to-shoulder relationship rather than me instructing her or directing her. It was me saying, here was my experience. What are you thinking you might do? And I still do that thing of, um, you know, my mother raised my brother and I. Um, her philosophy of parenting was tell your children every day that they are beautiful and clever mm. and they will be. Yes. And so I'm also trying to make sure that I'm still doing that with Holly now that she's a grown human with her own two children mm. keeping on telling her I'm so proud of you you are beautiful and clever mm. it's so important yeah, isn't it yeah. yeah who's telling you that now Michelle oh I've got a reasonably healthy internal monologue and <laughs> and I have a, a husband who is very um very good at affirming who I am so so I'm pretty lucky there mm, yeah. a great team yeah. a writing team and and everything yeah. you? you've got two books one you have dedicated to him how we met. Yes. And one for your daughter. Yeah. Holly. The stuff I forgot to tell my daughter. Yes, I wrote that. She left home in 2012 and I ran around the house going, oh my God, I forgot <laughs> to tell her that. I didn't explain this to her. Mm. And so I turned that and that list of things I'd forgotten into a comedy show for the comedy festival in 2013 and then uh, and then later turned that into a much bigger book and then a, an even bigger show. So yeah, I spent quite a few years ruminating on what I had forgotten to tell her. Is there another book coming out or are there more things you've forgotten or? No, I think we might have covered that now, I think. I don't know. Uh, no, the, the idea that I have floating around in my head is not to do with parenting at the moment. So um, I want to write a funny book about grief. <laughs> and that's a wonderful idea too. Yeah. Grief is such a, a taboo subject for so many people. Yeah. But it is such a part of a family's life. It is, isn't it? And I, yeah, I really love it that we have been able to involve Ariana in particular in the care of her great-grandmother and also in the celebration of her life after she died. And uh, and Ariana talks about it a lot. The party that we did for my mother was really special. She didn't want a funeral she because she didn't like she doesn't like funerals and <laughs> not sure anybody does oh yay going to a funeral mm-hmm. but one on Thursday um no uh and I said but we still need to gather people together and so she described the kind of party she would like with cocktails and champagne and hors d'oeuvres and a string trio playing in the corner and and I said so kind of like a book launch 
And she went, yes, exactly, exactly <laughs> like a book launch with a reading and some poetry and and a song and uh, and and so we called it Donna's launch. launch. Oh, yeah, and it was just gorgeous. You know, after we'd had the party, and she said, "You'll work out where to do the ashes." So we mm. had the party at Takapuna Beach, which is her favourite beach, and Takapuna Library was her favourite place, and she was on the committee there and all of that. At the beginning of her launch, there was a rainbow that started in the water straight out in front of the Takapuna Boating Club and arced over to land at Takapuna Library. And it was just, okay, I know where you would like me to scatter Mm. your ashes. You'd quite like to be scattered in that harbour so that you're washing in and out on the tide forever. And I'm sure that's illegal, but nobody knows, do they? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so many people take things away from the beach. Yes. You were giving something I'm back. going to return something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're a very matriarchal family. So the stories about my great-grandmother and my grandmother and my mother and me and my daughter and my granddaughter are all woven together. Mm. Yeah. How do you see your granddaughter's story playing out in years to come? She is the stroppiest version of <laughs> us. She's really, you know, whatever, I think sometimes we're delicate uh, or emotional or I mean, she's those things too, but um, she's less neurotic than me. <laughs> Bless her. She's very determined um, and less of a people pleaser is what I'm trying to say, I think. Um, yeah, she's not quite so bothered about doing the things that you want her to do because it suits you. You know, like I'll say, um, shall we go and have a bath now? And she'll say, no, thank you. I don't need to. (laughs) 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 Okay, I'm going to have to rephrase. Exactly. Do you want to? No, no, no. You are going to, darling. (laughs) It's not actually about what you want, sweetheart. You're filthy. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. My my mum and dad in England would be uh, gran gran and gramps, I suppose, and uh, grandparents here would be nanny and poppy. I have uh, an iPad and my mum has an iPad and we FaceTime each other and I can throw it up onto the TV and it feels uh, like there's a real connection there and a real relationship. I mean, they're, my kids are old enough, they're eight and they're ten. For them, it's just totally natural and I don't think they can conceive of a, uh, a time where maybe you wrote letters uh, you know, by hand and uh, put a stamp on them and sent them and things like that. I mean, that's then that's not this generation. One thing I have always been able to envisage is me being a grandparent. Have you? Yeah. The grey hair pulled back into a bun, <laughs> the veneer with a flower on, and, and that came to life for me with meeting my godmother. Yes. She was that personified. But yeah. I had that dream before I met her. Yeah. I never really envisaged being a parent or even being married or anything in the process leading up to being a grandparent. Mm. Sounds like such a good person to be. Oh, well, <laughs> it's all care and no responsibility, yes. isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, you know, you do have to be responsible, but you can give them back. I remember when... Um, when my mum first started having my little one overnight and it was when she was only three or four months old and um, she said, I'll have her to stay every Friday night, please. It wasn't even as, as a favour to me. She she wanted to have her every Friday night. And um, 
she, you know, of course she would wake through the night, little Olive, and, you know, sometimes it was a, a rough night, as it is sometimes, and I'd say to her the next day, oh, God, I'm really sorry, Mum, you know, that's tough. And she said, it's OK, darling, I can sleep all day now that you're taking her back. Mm. <laughs> Does your daughter remember those special times with her grandmother? I think there's like this um, visceral sense of bondedness. And I think what they've learned from her and also what I learned from my own grandparents, really, when I think about it, is that the most precious thing we can give to our children and to each other is time. Oh, you're so right there. And we are so time poor. Mm. That's one thing you can learn from your grandparents is Mm. being able to slow down. Yes, and just be with them, That's to sit it. and to talk. Exactly, and, to... and just kind of potter, you know. And one thing too is to bear in mind, we might not have quantity, but it's about the quality of the time that oh, we spend with each other. Absolutely. You know, something that I've just introduced with my children is, and we call it soul time. And so for 15 minutes every day, I have a little bit of soul time with Lily, and then I have a little bit of soul time with Olive. And the idea is they can decide Anything, obviously within reason, but anything that they want me to do with them. So they might choose reading, they might choose a bit of craft, whatever. And it's just time for me and each of them individually. There's a lot to learn when we sit and reflect. We understand that looking after a tiny human is a huge task. That's why we created this podcast, to help you feel like you're not in this alone. Proudly brought to you by Anmumpedia Pro 3 Toddler Milk, helping give your little ones the strength to grow. As parents, we have access to and receive support in so many forms, from our mothers, our fathers, our family, our friends, our community, online forums and podcasts like this one. But sometimes, some days, we might feel like we don't have support, that it's not there it's fallen through the cracks, or it's too hard to grasp. But you have within you the greatest and deepest well of support. That is, your body. What an utterly amazing body you have. Your body created life. Your body made you a parent, a mother or father. Your body created a family. Your body has an inner strength and an inner knowing. So often we look outside of ourselves for the answer. But your child is not established and completely understood. He or she is young and changing every day. Your role as mum, dad or caregiver is not established and completely understood. You're learning every day. Each parent-child relationship is unique. So no one can know what's right for you and your child better than you can. As the Native American proverb goes, listen to the wind, it talks. Listen to the silence, it speaks. Listen to your heart, it knows. Let's do that now. Let's listen together. Close your eyes and bring your attention to your breath. Allow your breathing to be deep, but not strained, easeful, gentle. Allow the breath to continue, but focus now on the subtle movements within your body, the energy that's there. We are all energy. We all vibrate with a universal humanity, a universal knowing. Listen within, 
to the wisdom of your ancestry that has been passed through generations and is in your body. Listen within to your ever-expanding intuition. With every moment you learn, you grow, you remember, you've got this. Listen within to the very cells of your body. Breathe yourself into being the best parent you know how to be. Breathe yourself into being the best you you know how to be. With no pressure, no judgment, just infinite possibility. Breathe, you know. Breathe, you've got this. Anytime you're uncertain or ungrounded and need support, know that you are your best friend and cheerleader. And all you need to do is just pause, breathe, and listen within. I'll leave you with a poem I wrote just the other day. Keep your eyes closed and as I read the words, hear them as your own and feel their resonance in your body. I breathe and I am light. I breathe and I grow taller. I breathe and I expand. I am here, now, in love, in life, in infinite possibility. Namaste. Ah, oh, namaste. <laughs> mm, that was just beautiful. Thank you. You're what a lovely welcome. way to end our final podcast too. I know. Which something that celebrates us all as individuals, but all being part of the one. Mm, absolutely. We are all, we are all connected. And I think that's what's been so lovely about this whole podcast series is that it's allowed us to connect with so many different people, mums and dads and caregivers and experts. Um, it's been so great talking with you and connecting with you all of these 18 sessions and and hopefully we can continue to connect with each other and, and all of our listeners. It has been so wonderful sharing this time with you all. So thank you very much for joining us. And although we are saying see you, see you later, we hope to be back again. <laughs> Being a parent keeps you busy. Between food prepping, nappy wrapping, backpacking, toy forgetting, baths, baths, nose thieving, sleeping, waking, not sleeping, crying and ice flying, there's hardly any time to yourself. That's why we make Ann Mumpedia Pro 3 Toddler Milk a simple option. Made with important nutrients and no added sugars. Giving your little ones the strength to grow. And double strength mama power gives parents the power to keep going. And mum, you've got this. Double Strength Mama Power is a stuffed podcast made in commercial collaboration with the Admonpedia Pro 3 Toddler Milk.